Donald Trump has made it clear that he wants to pretty much undo the legacy and every piece legislatively of the legacy of our current president, Barack Obama, and undo everything Democrats fought so hard for and undo things, even if you don't know how you're going to undo them, what you're going to put in their place or how many of your own supporters it will affect. Now, Donald Trump's made a lot of promises with regard to immigration or, you know, building a wall or banning people or banning countries and, you know, bringing jobs back. And, you know, even if somebody's sending more jobs to Mexico than they're keeping here and you've got to pay a heck of a lot of money to make that happen. One of the things that President-elect Trump has promised and that Republicans have tried more than 50 times over the past, uh, you know, uh, sessions is to repeal, repeal, repeal Obamacare. But Obamacare repeal without replacement has huge risks. And that risk would make approximately 30 million people uninsured. Repealing President Barack Obama's health care law without a clear replacement. And we've never heard from the Republicans. We haven't heard from Trump. We still haven't heard about a clear replacement. And what this does is it risks making nearly 30 million people uninsured. Now, this is not my opinion. I'm not just throwing this out there. This is actually according to a study that was released today. Republicans say that won't happen because they're working on replacement legislation for President Donald Trump to sign. Nonetheless, the complex two-stage strategy the GOP Congress is contemplating is already raising concerns. The plan is for Congress to first use a special budget-related procedure, okay, special budget-related procedure, to repeal not all but major portions of the Affordable Care Act next year. The effective date of that repeal would be delayed by months or even years to give lawmakers time to write replacement legislation. Now, the replacement law would presumably do many of the same things that Obamacare does, It would subsidize coverage. It would protect people with health problems. But it would not involve as much federal regulation, and it would eliminate a highly unpopular requirement that most Americans get health insurance or face fines. Now, before we go into the analysis from this study today, let me explain to you and remind you how we got to this point, shall I? In the United States, we have less people becoming general practitioners and internal medicine doctors because medicine has become more and more specialized and those parts of the medical profession are getting less and less in their paycheck. Okay, that, that's a reality. So people want to do cool things like my husband. Like he's an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in sports injuries, who specializes in weight, shoulder, elbow, and knee, who specializes in sports injuries. So my husband is like a subspecialist of a subspecialist of subspecialist, and that's like cool and more fun and pays more than somebody who's like, yeah, I'm just going to go work for an HMO and be a general practitioner. That's one of the reasons. So we've seen that. We see less people going to medical school because of the cost. We see less people going into the area where you deal with the common cold, where you deal with things before they hit critical mass or become chronic. All right. What happens in our country is because so many people don't have insurance, whether their employers don't provide it or whether they are self-employed and can't afford it, they just ignore 
all those early signs that you would see a GP or internal medicine doctor for. And then what they do is when, oh my God, I am bleeding out of my eyes or, you know, my leg is falling off, should have checked that months ago before it's turning green and oozing, they end up in the emergency room. Because of cost and because we have actually more people to treat than we do healthcare professionals and providers to take care of them all, hospitals have been closing due to the financial burden of the emergency rooms. Because what happens is people come through those emergency rooms uninsured. They end up in the hospital. They have surgery. They come out and they have a bill between 20 and a quarter of a thousand and a quarter of a million dollars. And you know what happens? A huge percentage of that is written off by the hospital. And those of you who have no payment plans with the hospital, have never been taken to court, or have been taken to court but didn't show up, or even the hospital didn't show up, you know what I'm talking about. The hospital actually writes off half or more of those debts. Well, that's not good business practice. And a hospital is a business. Oh, yes, they provide health care, but they are a business. They've got to keep open. They've got to keep the lights on. And they've got to pay all the people that are there and pay for those beds and all the people that care for you after the surgery. So what happens? More and more hospitals close. And that's why you see these big regional medical centers, right? Big regional medical centers. Because instead of having three hospitals across three to five, six towns, you now have one regional medical center for all of them. Which means you have one big regional center, but you have one ER, less employees, and now more people going to that one ER, and that is just a burden. Former President Clinton once said that our current health care system, this was back in 1992 at that health care summit, he said was like a train going 300 miles per hour at a brick wall. And that's really what it was about. One, health, the quality of our health declining, and two, wealth certainly it going up insurance rates going up nobody controlling the insurance companies i mean you know seriously you're paying between 12 and 24 dollars for one tylenol tablet in a hospital and the hospital's not setting those rates the insurance companies are so we have a problem and we needed to get the problem into control because there were people out there that could not get insurance because if you're born with a pre-existing condition you're screwed and that's wrong what about if you're in college but you're over 21, you're going for your master's, you're in that five, six, seven, nine-year college plan. That wasn't taken care of it as now. What about all of those who were clogging the emergency rooms because they didn't have insurance so they wouldn't go to a doctor for that annual checkup, which could prevent the emergency room visit later, which prevents the problems, the clogging of the system, and the financial burden to the system, which hurts our economy? Well, the mandate, which a lot of people don't like, that helped. Now, for people that don't think, oh, this was such a good idea, really? 20 million people now have insurance that didn't. And to me, to me, it was a good idea for anybody, any child, whether they're a child still or an adult now that was born with something. Seriously, I mean, you're born into the world with a pre-existing condition, and, 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 and you could be turned away in the United States of America in 2016 by an, an insurance company? Are you kidding me? Absolutely ridiculous. So that, that, that's just that aside, okay? So what brought us to this point is we had so many people uninsured. The system was hurting our economy. The system was hurting our medical, uh, our medical systems throughout the United States and, and, and burdening the actual health of our nation. You want a healthy nation. You want a strong nation. 
And now when we combine all of that with today's analysis from the nonpartisan Urban Institute, they looked at a scenario where repeal goes through but replace stalls. Now let me tell you something. How long did it take to get the Affordable Care Act through one and two? How many problems were there in implementing it? We're still not problem-free. Hell, there are still problems with Medicare and Social Security, which have been around far longer than Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. So even if Republicans had a plan in place to go now, nothing is going to go like Donald Trump said. No transition. Are you out of your mind? You're smoking crack, sir. There, no trans- there is a transition. Anything that has to do with the federal government, whether you're dismantling something, rebuilding something, changing moving, moving pieces of something that involved 20 million people, something's going to give. Something's going to get screwed up. Something's going to fall through the cracks. That is a reality, and that is historically been our fact in our nation. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. That's just how it is when you look at legislation of this magnitude, okay? So if it, it, it predicts this study that heavy collateral damage will be for people buying individual health insurance policies independent of government markets like healthcare.gov. Um, though nonpartisan, the Urban Institute generally does support the goal of extending coverage to all Americans. Previously, it has criticized some of the subsidies provided under uh, the Obamacare Act as insufficient. This new analysis warns that repealing major parts of the health care law without a clear replacement could upend the health insurance market for people buying their coverage directly outside of the workplace. Now, that group, by the way, has grown substantially under the health care law. It also includes millions of other customers. So here's what the study found. 22.5 million people would lose coverage directly due to repeal of the law's subsidies, Medicaid expansion, and its individual requirement to carry health insurance. Add to that another 7.3 million that would become uninsured because of the ripple effects of market upheavals. That could, that would not, I'm sure Republicans haven't even taken that into consideration. That could happen if insurers lose confidence in the Republican promise of a replacement and abandon the individual market. Now, a key industry worry is that a repeal law would get rid of subsidies and mandates, but it would still leave insurers on the on the hook for covering people with health problems. The number of uninsured people would rise to nearly 59 million by 2019. What? Okay? All right? And, and, and we are what? Two years from that? And the nation would have a higher uninsured rate than when the Affordable Care Act passed in 2010, just six years ago. The study found federal and state governments would save tens of billions of dollars, but the potential price would be social dislocation and a political backlash. Quote, this scenario does not just move the country back to the situation before the ACA. The study concluded it moves the country to a situation with higher uninsurance rates than was uh, the case before the ACA's reforms. To replace the ACA with new policies designed to increase insurance coverage, the federal government would have to raise new taxes, substantially cut spending, or increase the deficit. And they add, that's because the taxes used to finance Obama's coverage expansion, those would be repealed as well. Now, I know you hear taxes repealed sounds good, but taxes got to be replaced. So Republicans say they're not going to allow chaos to happen. House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, Republican from Texas, says we're not going to rip health care out of the hands of Americans. That was in a recent interview with the Associated Press, uh, the reporters and editors. Quote, Republicans are going to give Americans choices and an appropriate transition. Funny, Donald Trump says there'll be no transition. Mike Pence talks about a transition. This guy talks about a transition. How can you have an appropriate transition when Obamacare couldn't have an appropriate transition? And by the way, Americans have choices. Oh, 
But not being insured is a bad choice and puts us right back where we were when we started the whole conversation of why we need to reform the health care system, which, by the way, Republicans agreed to and had started talking about even before Bill Clinton was in office. So let me ask you a few questions. One, repealing President Barack Obama's health care law without a clear replacement risks making nearly 30 million people uninsured. Is this how Trump and the GOP are going to make America great again, I ask? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. A key healthcare industry worry is that a repeal law would get rid of subsidies and mandates but still leave insurers on the hook for covering people with health problems. Wouldn't this actually make insurance more expensive as healthcare providers would leave policyholders to foot these higher costs? 888-6-LESLIE. And by the way... <laughs> If you have millions less on your rolls, you got to make up that money somehow. Guess who pays for it? All of us still on the rolls. A key healthcare industry worry is that a repeal of the law would get rid of subsidies and mandates but still leave insurers on the hook for covering people with health problems. Now, wouldn't this actually make insurance more expensive? To my last point, as healthcare providers would leave policyholders to foot these higher costs. As I just mentioned, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The number of uninsured people would rise to nearly 59 million in 2019, and the nation would have a higher uninsured rate than when the Affordable Care Act was passed six years ago. That's what the study found. Doesn't this clearly show that repealing Obamacare is going to make America worse off, not better? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Trump says he wants to protect people with pre-existing conditions, allow young people to remain on their parents' health insurance until 26 with no individual mandate. How can this be done without raising people's premiums? You need healthy people in the insurance pool to balance the cost. And with no mandate, that ain't going to happen. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. There's already some intra-party turmoil over the repeal, starting with Lamar Alexander, chairman of the Senate Health, <coughs> Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. He's pressing to have a replacement plan ready before tackling repeal, because it could significantly delay things, given that Republicans are far from a consensus on what the heck they're going to replace it with. The Tennessee Republican has notably began swapping the world's repeal and replace used by Republicans for years to replace and repeal. Does he have the right approach? And will his argument win out with the rest of his party? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. If any Trump supporters like their health care under the Affordable Care Act, will that matter? Does Trump really care about his Trumpkins? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Back after this. Repeal, replace, repeal, replace. That's what the Republicans want to do. Problem is they have nothing to replace a repealed Obamacare with. And a study today shows that could leave over 30 million Americans uninsured. And the reason we did this was to take care of the uninsured in the first place. Let's get your take. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6-5-3-7-5-4-3 is the number. Pick up the phone and join us. And let's start it out with Paul in Washington on line one, listening to our stream via Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio. You can get that by going to our website, LeslieMarshallShow.com. Paul, uh, you can start, then we'll go to break and we'll let you finish. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, so uh, the first thing I want to say is is that it is a, a widespread fallacy, mostly held by the Republicans, but by many people that it is a lack of free market insurance options that is driving up the cost of health care in this country. That is completely false. We have plenty of free market options, and solutions like selling insurance across state lines uh, will do nothing. The problem is that our, our cost of health care in this country is, has been skyrocketing since 
about 1970 at the rate of, and I'll explain this, GDP plus 2%. So whatever our economic growth has been on GDP, uh, add 2%. That's what uh, health care is. I'll give you a quick number, then you can tell me if we have time. In 1970, our health care was 6% of GDP at 283 Okay, Paul, you don't have time. We have 10 seconds. Okay. I told you. Hang on. We're going to take a break. Come back and let you finish that. Hey, we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Speaking of back, we're talking about the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, and I think Republicans want to take us back to a time when so many people were uninsured and, you know, people couldn't get health care insurance, you know, ripping apart and repealing a a law that's benefited over 20 million people right now and having nothing to replace it with. We were talking before the break with Paul in Washington, line one. Paul, thanks for holding. Please continue. Paul? Yes. Okay. I was going to explain uh, just briefly uh, the, sky, the nature of the skyrocketing, skyrocketing cost of health care and why more insurance options that the Republicans seem to think will help won't help. You know, in 1970, as I was saying, 6% of GDP was our national health care bill, but we had our GDP was about $4.7 trillion. Uh, that, that meant $283 billion uh, in those days. Our GDP is about $17 trillion now, which is a factor of 3.6. But our health care bill is over $3 trillion now, which is a factor of about 11 times. So our health care, in the last 46 years, our health care bill, national health care bill, has grown three times faster than GDP. So if you just uh, apply uh, a little simple natural logarithm to that, you can see that if this continues, uh, will sup- the cost of health care will surpass GDP within about 20 years. And the reason is not because we don't have enough free market insurance options. Uh, it, the reason is, well, there's three main reasons. Uh, the first is our, our fee-for-service billing and treatment model, which uh, has no regard for ultimate causes or ultimate outcomes of patients. And about 10% of patients are using two out of every three health care dollars. It's the same people in the emergency room all the time that are spending the most expensive dollars. And we slap them together and say they send them on their way with no regard to what the causes of these problems are. The second one is the non-standardization of costs. There is no real price for any given procedure at any hospital because there are so many payers, from Medicare to every different insurance company to the Blues to uh, Medicaid, with so many different payers. And each payer has a different type of contract with the health care provider. There is no real cost. So how can you say... How are you going to save anything? There's no, no, no family could work like that. If your, if your food and clothing didn't have a real price, you could never determine how to save any money. And the third one is the uninsured, which is about $120 billion a year costing, because what happens is hospitals don't get paid. When hospitals don't get paid, they do two things. They raise their rates, which uh, they pass along to the insurance companies, and the payers have no capacity to control costs. They only can pay. So what are they going to do when, when their rates get jacked up? They pass it along to you. Your premiums are going up. Repeal Obamacare. This is probably a necessary thing. Repeal Obamacare so people will see that their insurance premiums are not going down. They're going up. And, of course, the, the, the fourth one actually is, is prescription drug prices, which have been that, – that's all politics, too. That's just legalized drug dealing. But they're, they're not going the, – the, the insurance options are not the problem. It's, it's the way we – and the other thing is a lot of people presume that a public option 
would have brought these things down, punishing Obama and the Democrats in 2010, the, the, the public option is a payer also. And would, it would go broken the same way. The insurance, they would be the same pressures. The payer has no capacity to control costs. So until we have incentives in the, in the provider end of the system to control costs, Costs are not going to go, and they're not going to go down. You were asking, what is the, how long did it take to pass the Affordable Care Act? I got the answer. 105 years. The first health care bill was proposed by Teddy Roosevelt. So, we, we, if they want to repeal it and they have nothing to replace it with, we were saving money with Obamacare. At least we had people who were insured. We were still under the same uh, fee-for-service billing and treatment. But at least the hospitals were getting paid. If hospitals don't get paid, they also, by the way, if they don't pass along insurance rates, they get federal disproportionate share hospital payments from the federal government, which is, comes from your tax dollars. You're going to pay them one way or another. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%, Paul. Well said. Thank you for that. Let's go to Art in Albuquerque, line two, listening on KABQ radio. Oh, Art, you dropped. Art, give us a buzz back there in Albuquerque, 8886-LESLIE. And speaking of when we finish with a call, it's your Q2 call through. We have another caller from Albuquerque. Carol is on line two, taking Art's place there, listening on KABQ as well. Hey, Carol, good afternoon. Hi. Um, the way I look at it, I have this theory that they want to – the reason that they never took President Obama out uh, of office by killing him was to make him irrelevant. They want to take everything that he put out there that was good for the nation because he was so smart and and the Democrats – did such a good job that they want to make sure that everything that he did, you don't remember what he did for us. Well, true. I mean, they don't want this guy to have a legacy. And I honestly have to say, no. it's not its not just that he's a Democrat. I mean, clearly, no, when you have somebody... it's because he's black. It's because he's black. When you have somebody scream out, you know, you're a liar... Within our congressional body, to to you know the, the the you know leader of the free world, it's pretty obvious. Because how dare this black man do a better job at being president of the United States than all these white guys for the last fifty years? I agree. I agree. Anything Have a else? nice one. Thank you, Carol. Yep. Appreciate the call. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Uh, let's go to Cliff in Virginia, listening on TuneIn on Line 4. Hey, Cliff, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. How you doing? Thank you good. for taking my call. Good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I think in regards to the Republicans' efforts to repeal the Affordable Care Act, because that's the name of the law, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare is really a piece of propaganda that was weaponized against their own base of supporters to vote against their own economic interests. And, 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 they're, and they're parading the repeal of Obamacare like that somehow is going to wound President Obama post-presidency. And what you're looking at here is really just macro insanity in this country to the point to where we don't want American. We have too many people in American leadership that do not want to take care of Americans. I say that they love America, but they hate Americans. They hate the people. And you see this as evident with the people that uh, Trump is selecting to be in his cabinet. All these folks have hostility towards any issue that benefits 
of the American people, whether it's um, combating climate change, access to health care, access to affordable housing, access to a free public education. They're hostile to the American people. So you really got to ask yourself what is going on in the soul of America when we have such a significant population of people that hate their fellow citizens. Well, you know, that's part of the problem that we came down to before. I mean, look at the divisiveness and look at the the vitriolic attitude, even death threats when we were trying to bring this, you know, to to come about. What's going to happen if we, you know, dismantle it and try and replace it? And remember, there are even people who liked it who said, wait a minute, my rates went up. Wait a minute, I can't, I did lose my doctor. Wait a minute, I didn't count on the healthcare companies changing all the bloody plans and increasing deductibles. And what's going to happen, you know, more of that, if you will, if, if if we do this again, yeah, I think what's interesting is that the, I mean the perfect case study to this is is Kentucky. Uh, you know, Kentucky had the Connect, which is their version of Obamacare. Uh, it was very popular with Kentuckians, and then when folks found out that it was a part of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, they started having massive cognitive dissonance because they it was one of they were basically saying, I don't want to use Obamacare, even though I like Connect, even though it was one, it was one and the same. And, and, and that's the insanity of this country. And really what's tearing this country apart is white supremacy. And not from the standpoint of white supremacy from the standpoint of being weaponized against people of color, but white supremacy from the standpoint that is misleading uh, working class and poor white Americans to, to act against their own interests. And they wonder why they're in such dire straits, because you vote for elected officials and you support policies that are intended upon punishing you. But as long as you see a black face receiving the punishment, they don't care. All right. Interesting. We're going to uh, is it time to break, guys, or are we going to take another call? Taking a break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, if you're holding, hang on. Coming right to you. If you want to join us, line available at 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. That's 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. That is the number. Pick up the phone and join us. Let's go back to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Let's go to line three. Michael in the Bronx joins us. Michael, what's your take on this? Republicans wanting to repeal, not having something to replace, and the millions of people that could be left without insurance as a result. You know something, Leslie? You know how mad I am with this because it's the same situation in which these some of these Republicans, and I'm talking about Republican voters, that just take everything hook, line, sink, um, verbatim of what Trump and these Republican leaders say without even stopping to read or think or even listen to us when we say we warned people of what was going to happen if Republicans get into office and what they were trying to do, all this obstructionism they were doing towards Obama. And this, you know, the Affordable Care Act was a major component of that. We kept saying, we warned you guys, we told you so, and you still didn't want to listen. And look where it got us now. They don't realize they're going to get screwed out of health care as much as we are. What the hell is Republicans' plan? Telling us don't get sick, but alas, they're instituting all these environmental plans that are so unhealthy that people will get sick. And all you Bible-thumping right-wing Christians that want to side with Trump and Republicans, you know, I'm sick and tired of that as well. It's, it's It's so amazing that people forget the lessons of Jesus saying, 
responded to this heat of the Pharisees that is, again, we warned you not to follow these um, these things, hook, line, and sink, and then you people still drink the damn right-wing Kool-Aid. I'm sick and tired of people. Don't even say you want this nation to be based on Christianity because you take away Obamacare, you want to hurt the American people, you want people to get sick and die because they can't live healthy and get proper health care, then you don't want a, um, a Christian you know, Christian nation. And stop hijacking my Christian religion for your evil, hateful, satanic ways. Get away from me, Satan. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm preaching. Oh, okay, Michael, you're, pre- you're preaching it, and when you preach, I guess you can mention uh, you can mention uh, the uh, <laughs> satanic powers that be. Uh, let's go to Manny in Massachusetts, line one, listening on WHMP Radio. Hey, Manny, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, good afternoon. Um, I think that one thing that Americans don't realize is like a dirty little secret that Obamacare was actually created by the Harris Foundation which is arm of the GOP. Yes, yes, um, yeah, yes. The original it. plan was based on a Republican idea and a Republican plan, yes, true. Yes, exactly. They wanted it until Obama said, you know what, let's try it. Then they were like, no, 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 we don't want it now, we don't want it now. In fact, they even tried to um, do things to make sure it didn't work, like Marco Rubio in Florida took out the amendment saying that they were going to subsidize the insurance companies for their, for their losses for the next 10 years. He stripped that out, and now my insurance and my job, I've been at my job for two years. We switched insurance three times because it kept going up. The last time it went up, it was 20%, and that was right after Marco, Marco Rubio stripped out the amendment for, the, for subsidizing uh, uh, the insurance companies for their losses. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to sound better. But I hope that the GOP gets everything the little Ryan Hart's desire, because this is the only way the American people are going to wake up and see what the real agenda that they have for America is. I mean, look and at... i got to tell you something. If 30 million people are without health care, and in the midterm election, they sit home or vote for the same people, they deserve to be without health care. Exactly. All right. Thank, th- thank you for uh, thank you for your call. Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is uh, the number. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. And we do have some tweets. Some people are getting mad at me that I wasn't uh, mentioning uh, some of their tweets. So let me do that. Uh, James uh, says, uh, Leslie, I hate to break it to you. Uh, he tweets, but under Obama health insurance, it became less affordable for middle and lower income Americans. Actually, it's not true. It really depends on what plan you have, uh, what you were paying before, what you were paying on the plan. And what I found is when Blue Cross, which is what I have, I have a PPO with Blue Cross, um, you know, my husband and, and I and my kids, when, um, and, and we had insurance, we didn't need to go on Obamacare. But after the Affordable Care Act was passed, Blue Cross raised our rates. But what happened was, we, they just like redid their plans and renamed their plans because you know, they they had plans for the exchanges, plans outside the exchanges, and it just made it easier for them. And what we did was we sat down with Blue Cross and we're like, okay, this is what our other plan had. This is what we want. And we ended up paying less, less than we were paying before, and certainly less than they had changed the price on the plan that we had too. And we did not have to change our doctors, um, which was important to me having two kids. I was, it was important to me that you know, I kept the same uh, pediatrician or you know, the doctors in that office. Um, another on Twitter says, um, bad behavior doesn't justify bad behavior. We should all work to solve the problems facing America. United we stand. 
Well, I agree with that tweet. But one of the problems facing America still is that there are individuals out there that can't afford health care. And if we go backward, even though they say, look, we, you know, you can't say to an insurance company, you understand the insurance company is in the private sector. You can say to the insurance company on federal exchanges, right? But you can't say to an insurance company, you have to accept everybody with a pre-existing condition. They really don't have to. You understand? And this is part of the problem, because what you're hearing Donald Trump and his cronies in Washington say is they want less federal control and they want to give more uh, control back, um, you know, to, to the you know, people, if you will, uh, to the private sector, to the corporations. And this is one of the reasons we're where we are, because nobody, nobody had control and was reigning in the cost that the insurance companies were putting up. Uh, time after time after time. Uh, GVIC says, Leslie, I didn't want government health care in the first place. Well, when you're a senior, make sure you don't take that Medicare. Uh, Gu Guaba says, Leslie, maybe we should stop infant- infantilizing grown men and women and let them pay for their own medical care. That's what I did. Well, you know, that good for you. But if you're a woman with four kids and your husband took off with some floozy down the street and doesn't give you any money and uh, he's a deadbeat dad and you're, you know, you're working uh, two jobs just to put up food on the table and both of them are part-time entry level and they don't give you health care, that's not an option for you necessarily. Uh, Joe tweets, ha two of the most expensive parts of the program, too, um, talking about those that would be kept. Okay. Um, uh, a Grenadier tweets, without tax credits, what they're proposing won't work. Also, lack of scaffold of care will imperil thousands. So here's the deal. Although many people don't like the mandate, it goes hand in hand with those tax credits. And without the tax credits, come on, folks, you have common sense. How the heck are we going to pay for this? Somebody's going to pay for it. And it's going to be you and me. It's just a matter of how we are paying for it and what they funnel it through to make make it look like and try and lie to us and put the wool over our eyes, which we won't let them, I hope, uh, as to uh, what, you know, where and how we're shoveling out that cost. Uh, Frazier tweets, there you go again, applying logic and substance. This is Trump. There is no logic and substance, okay? Um, uh, Leslie Marshall, good reply. Uh, don't know what I'm replying, what I'm replying to. Uh, one-legged Sandpiper says, anything Republicans do from here on out is retribution for daring to allow a black president twice. They have no viable plans. Randy the deplorable. What do you think he's going to say? He said most of the uninsured would continue to do what they have always done and still do, go to the ER anyway. Well, that is true. But if you have insurance, you can see a doctor and you can have preventative health care and you can pay a $20, $30, $40 copay instead of having to go to the emergency room. Well, although they'll throw out a lot of that debt, they will. And that hospital will eventually go out of business and make the insurance companies, you know, increase rates more because everything has to be offset uh, in our capitalistic nation. Um, but the, the, the bottom line is if, if you're going to pay 20 or $30 and make an appointment with the doctor and not have to go in and be around sick people for three hours, why wouldn't you? Um, Shireen says, I'm not all the way through, uh, I'm not all the way through the show yet, but thank you, Leslie Marshall in caps, exclamation point. You're welcome, Shireen. Um, and, uh, let me see. We also have here from my crew. They wanted me to, uh, mention, um, this, um, you know, healthcare cost were out of control. And I know some people say that they are. Healthcare costs grow dramatically slower than expected after Obamacare. Now, I know you may say, well, they've grown. Oh, my God, the cost have risen. Well, the costs have risen, but they've risen at a much slower and lower rate than they did prior to the Affordable Care Act being passed and implemented. And the insurance companies prior, well, the sky was the limit 
as many of you saw and I did from the premiums that we were getting. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a great afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow. Mark and Andrew, my great crew, thank you and thank all of you listening. Have a great afternoon.